are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Lamentations is what it means. It's to lament. And here's a great prophet. He's called the weeping prophet. He wept all the time. Sometimes people say, Pastor, you weep too much. Life is wonderful, but it doesn't get easier. Some of you young people think it's easy. Life is hard. I love life so much. I've had such a wonderful year. And you're going to try to figure out, but where, Pastor? It's been the hardest year of my life. And it's not one area, it's multiple areas. It's the things that keep me up at night weeping and bothered. And I know you're not supposed to fear, but fear at times and fret. And then I work on myself that I should not be in this spot. Oh, I love pastoring. I love it more today than ever. I love this church more than ever. There's not such a thing as a day without heartache and conflict and disappointment. Oh, poor pastor, I'm not asking. My light affliction might be nothing compared to what you've carried this year. And I've thought through many of you, the things you have suffered through. And I admire you so much because in the hard, difficult year you have faced, you stayed true to God. Tonight, I'm, today I'm coming to you, well, verse 18 sort of sums it up. Take a look at it. Here's, here's Jeremiah, a man of God says, I said my strength and my hope is perished from the Lord. Look what he says in chapter one, verse number 16. For these things, he was brokenhearted over his city. He was brokenhearted over his people. He was brokenhearted over his ministry. For these things I weep. Mine eye, mine eye runneth down with water because the comfort that would relieve my soul far from me. The children are desolate because the enemy prevailed. Look at verse 20. Behold, O Lord, I am in distress. My bowels are troubled. My heart turns within me. For I have grievously built abroad, the sword bereaveth at home, there is as death. Wherever I look, it's here, it's there, it's everywhere. It just seems like things are collapsing. Look at the last three words in verse 22. He says four words, my heart is faint. My heart is faint. I'm speaking to that crowd this morning. And by the way, it is not gonna be negative. Because you can't leave out of here and say, yo, poor me, nobody loves me. Everybody hates me, I'm gonna eat some worms. Life's hard. And the older you get and the more responsibility you get, it gets harder. And the more people you brought into your life, it becomes more difficult. 46 years next week, I married that girl, it was just me. 
and then me became thee, the two of us. And then God brought us children. And God brought those children. And then God gave us 13 grandchildren. There's not a day goes by first thing in the morning after I have some prayer time about my own life and my own marriage, there's not a day goes by I don't name my wife the same, the names of those kids in prayer and, and there's not an, almost an hour goes by I'm not reflecting on them and praying for them. They have great needs. I think of all the people I've pastored that are out serving God worldwide. I think of the Christian school, about 160 of our kids in full-time Christian ministry today, and then our Bible college, all that are out serving God literally around the globe today. And I read those letters from our missionaries out of our college, and this is going on in this situation, and this great need here. And that's what it's called a prayer letter. Their needs. And I think of the cancer people, the chemotherapy, we had another one start radiation this week and all the dialysis people and those that are awaiting transplants in this church. And I think of those where the man walked out or the wife walked out or the kids rebelled or there's been a death in the family and there was a casket here this year and more than one. Life's difficult, life's hard. Life's a struggle. Man that's born of woman, his days are few and full of troubles as sparks fly upward. Well, I came to Christmas to be defeated. Oh, no, no, no. We have to recognize what life's all about. I, I think of Jeremiah, and he's speaking about what was going on in this year in his life. For these few moments, I want to speak to you on the subject, a difficult year. A difficult year. Maybe this has been a difficult year. I dealt with a man just recently and he has every right to sorrow and heartache and his world as a young man was turned up and down. And he buried that loved one. You don't know who I'm talking to. And everything it seemed like he touched was nothing but heartache in the last two years. And you have no idea who it is, so don't even try to guess. And as we visited again this week, not on this property, and I spoke with them, my heart just aches of what he had to face. And he's not through it yet. The psalmist says this, fearfulness and trembling have overwhelmed me. Another psalmist said this, oh, that I had wings like a dove, that I could fly away. If you've not been there, you will be there in time. The psalmist said, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to that rock that is higher than I. I remembered God. He said, well, well, I remember, that's what he said. I remembered God and was troubled. Perhaps you're the one that says, God, I don't understand you. 
I don't recognize, I don't know why, why you're doing this to me. I don't know what's going on in my life. My soul, my, my soul he has smitten down my life to the ground. He maketh me to dwell in darkness. Jeremiah was experiencing great disappointment, great heartache. In chapter one, there's no encouragement. In chapter two, as you turn, there's no encouragement. But in chapter three, he gives us a formula for a difficult year. When things are not going well, and I, I wish it could all be the next 365 days if the Lord tarries and we live, I wish I could I guarantee you for the next year, it's gonna be just wonderful. You're gonna get a bunch of raises, and you're gonna get a new car, you're gonna get a new house, your husband's gonna finally obey you. Your wife is gonna be just, uh, oh yes sir, Master, whatever you want, that's what I want. Your kids are gonna be in tow, it's gonna to be perfect. Everybody gets A plus on the report card. Nobody gets demerits. The mortgage company calls or the rental people call, they say, six months, no rent. Just, just don't even pay the rent. Jeremiah was broken down. He had served for 41 years, his people, and there was no coming back to God after 41 years. In fact, things only got worse. And he pled with these people, and he begged these people, and he worked with these people, and he prayed over these people. He went to prison for God and for these people, and nothing was working. And he gets to chapter number three, where we read, we find in verse 20, my soul, my soul hath been still in remembrance, here it is, and is humbled in me. The very best Christian in this world, in this room today, is still proud. We have a proud spirit about us. We have a proud nature about us. And yet God says, I resist the proud but I'll give grace to the humble. And Jeremiah is saying that God is using this experience in my life to humble me. Humbleness is not walking around like this. That's arthritis. <laughs> Humbleness is not thinking low of yourself. Humbleness is not thinking of yourself. My Bible, as yours, says this that if you want to know God, you're gonna to have to humble yourself. For whom God humbles, he exalts. Jesus humbled himself, Philippians 2, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, he was God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but he made himself of no reputation, he took upon himself the form of a servant, was made in the likeness of man. And he humbled, here it is, he, Jesus, God, humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. It starts with me, I have to humble. 
And then God says this, wherefore God hath highly exalted him. Before honor is humility. I was bemoaning to God not long ago some things. And I just couldn't understand this and this and this and this and these and that. And I'm saying, Lord. And I begin to, and God said, you know what, son? What I'm trying to do in your life, I'm trying to humble you. Look right here, please. I have not had the problem in my life, who I am, of thinking I'm great. That's never been an issue with me. The issue is not, look how important I am, how valuable I am, uh, what a great person I am, what a great, that's never, my wife could tell you this, that's not who I am. So, so you don't have pride. Oh, 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 I have the other pride. I have the opposite end of pride. I can attack myself very easily. I, I can really quickly get down on myself. You know, that's pride as well because that's still putting me at the forefront. And God doesn't want Jack at the forefront. Jesus says, I want to be preeminent, what this scripture says right here. And all of a sudden I can just say, I'm just so, I'm so no, no good, I'm so worthless. I never want to take my life by the grace of God. I hope I'm not that foolish and hurtful to my wife and family. I never, that's not where I want to go. Although I've met many people that have done that. I've had funerals for many. But like Elijah said one day, God, just, just, just take me home. A great preacher. And Jonah, a great preacher. God, just take me home. And Abraham, and, and, and throughout the Bible, Job said, Job was the best man in the East. God, just take me home. And sometimes I get so weary with myself, Lord, it's okay. It's okay. I've run my race. Now, wait a minute. That's pride too. Because now I'm, I'm not on the end over here saying how great I am. I'm on this end over here saying how weak I am. And God still can exalt what he wants to exalt when I'm in the equation. It has to be emptied of self. Whether up here or down here, some of you are way too hard on yourself. Because you're hard on yourself because you're still lifting yourself. And almost, I don't know of anybody in this room that doesn't have one of the two extremes. We either think we're so important or we think we're so worthless. And both are pride before God. Legendary Babe Ruth, home run king, until Hank Aaron came around and Barry Bonds came around. Babe Ruth said this in a testimony. He was speaking before a delegation of people. And I will read it exactly how he, I'll quote it as like he wrote it. Most of the people in my life who have really counted in my life were not famous people. I knew an old preacher once. His hair was white. I've written my name on thousands and thousands of baseballs in my life. 
The old minister wrote his name on just a few simple hearts. Babe Ruth said this, how I envied him and how I still envy him. He was not out trying to please his own immortal soul. So fame never came to him. I am listed as the home run king. Yet beside that obscure minister who was so good and so wise, in reality, I never got to first base. The minister might be your grandmother. She never had accolades or your grandfather or your mother or your father or a brother or a sister or an aunt or an uncle, a teacher. It may have been someone, not the preacher, maybe somebody else, a Sunday school teacher. And that person had such influence and you rose to prominence. But he said that old preacher was a humble servant of God. All this conflict we're having in America. Before a country's ever taken over, there are people that try to take it over always create conflict. Historically, you look at it. You look at Rome. You look at the Roman Empire. You look at Greek a Grecian empire. You look at all the empires and there's always division from within. Rich against poor. Poor against rich. Ethnic society groups against ethnic society. Race against race. Nationality against nationality. Man against woman. Woman against man. Children against parents. The haves and the have-nots. Hitler did that with Germany. He began to pit religion and anti-religion against one another. He began to attack the word of God and the, he'd round up Bibles. They'd put them in heaps, tall this building and burn every Bible, house to house. Is there a Bible here? He got mad at the Jews and killed six million of them. He'd work group after group after group against one another. But the truth is, if in this America of ours, and in our churches, we just humble ourselves, God resists the proud. You're so irritated and upset with people today because of pride. Yeah, but I have my, I have my, I want to have a voice. But the voice probably is raising up pride that I've got to raise up myself. The second thing I think Jeremiah shows us is not only humility in a difficult year, but he shows us hope. Look what he says in verse 21. In verse 20, we see humility. In verse 21, I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. Brother Bertram, who read the scripture, he and I were talking out here, and I said, well, to get to my message, listen to point two. He said to me this morning, have you noticed this in Lamentations? Chapter one and chapter two, it's all despair. It's all hopelessness. But in chapter three, five times, five times he mentions hope. Hope is the anticipation of good in the near future. 
Be not dismayed. Whatever be tied, God will take care of you. I've had on my heart this week a lot a preacher that was just such a great preacher. Pastor Longer than I, the same church, he's passed away. But that man's life, when it should have been joy, was full of a lot of sorrow. And yet, even beyond my age when he preached, there was always hope in his heart. Always hope, the anticipation of good. And that's what, that, that's what the weeping prophet is saying. There's, there is hope. You know, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not recommending the divorce. I'm not for the divorce. I'm not allowing, allowing the divorce. I'm just saying, you say, but, but, but my marriage is crumbled. He's gone, she's gone. It will never be the same. You're exactly right. It will never be the same. But there's still life. I don't know what the Lord has for my future. But between the two of us, one of us, if he tarries, is going to be alone one day. And if for some reason God should choose to, choose to take the best one of us first, and I'm left behind... I want to be true to God to the day I draw my last breath. I want to be true to this word. I want to be true to the New Testament local church. I want to be a tither to the last day I'm alive. I want to be confessed my sins. I, my dear friend, Dr. Bobby Robertson, preached so many years ago. I got done preaching there and he was praying and he said this. He said, oh dear God, I preached this three-point prayer the next Sunday night in this church. I said, I haven't studied this week. I'm just going to tell you that I had studied, but not for this. I said, God gave me, I wrote it on three by five. He said, oh, God, help us to be real. And I thought, you know, if I could just be real, help us to confess our sins. And thirdly, he said, help us to walk humbly before you. I said that night, Brother Ramers, I said, that's for Jack Treber. That's for me. I want to be real. I, I want to be what you think I am. I want to be, that's what I really want to be in life. I want to be real. I, I, I want to confess my sins. And there's not such a thing that that sin of life you all of a sudden grow out of it. It's going to be with us till the day we die. God, I want to walk humbly before you. You won't need to turn there because we don't have much time left. But on page 317, 217, let me read you this song. It's an old song. My hope and we're speaking more. Uh, here's a man saying uh, uh, that that I, I need to be humble. I need to have hope. You have to cultivate hope in God, not in your circumstance. The old songwriter wrote this many years ago, my hope is in the Lord who gave himself for me and paid the price for all my sin at Calvary. For me, he died. For me, he lives an everlasting life and light he freely gives. No merit of my own, 
My only hope is found in Jesus' righteousness. I love this song. It's just an old, old song. My hope is in the Lord. You cannot have hope in government. You can't have hope in your riches. You cannot have hope in yourself. You cannot have hope in the church. But my hope can be in the Lord Jesus Christ, great is thy faithfulness. The third stanza, hope for today and bright, bright hope for tomorrow. Bright hope for tomorrow. Don't be walking around depressed, discouraged, defeated. You're still alive and he's still on the throne. I find in this text that he says that there's hope. You may have in England read the story of Sir Thomas. Sir Thomas Lipton wrote this. He was the multimillionaire of yesteryear. I'd give up every trophy in my collection for one I do not have. And that would be the hope of eternal life in heaven. He was known as the greatest English and American boat racer. He said, I've lived too much of my life for secondary things in life, and certainly not the main thing. The main thing, eternal life, may be had for the taking by faith, the new birth through the death of Christ, and because there's a love and abundant grace, but I don't have it. He had money, he had trophies, he had possessions, but he had no hope. Thirdly, quickly, one, this difficult year, one, humility. Two, hope. Three, the heavenly Father. Look what he says in verse 22. It is the Lord of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul. I will hope in him. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him and the soul that seeketh him. You know, he's saying, I, I am gonna just place my life in the hands of the heavenly father. I don't know who this was, honey. It was an old preacher here years ago, preaching the old original building. And he said this, and I'll never forget it. I wrote it down in the Bible. Maybe I could trace it back in one of my Bibles, what the preacher said it. But all of my fiery trials, our Father filtered. Nothing touches me, he says, but it's gone through the hand of God first. Everything that happens to me in my life and everything happens to you in your life and your marriage and your job and your health, everything that happens to us Everything that happens to us, he knows about it. Jesus knows all about our struggles. He will guide till the day is done. There's not a friend like the lowly Jesus. No, not one. No, not one. What was that song we sang at the bus meeting yesterday morning? Somebody knows that. 
Remember, what was that, Terry? What were we singing yesterday morning? Um, it wasn't a Christmas song. Farther along. Brother Sloan, our Spanish pastor, was over there at the piano playing. He plays such beautiful chords. I tell him all the time, Brother Sloan, evangelistic during a, uh, during a meeting and during the service, gospel evangelistic, fired up, exciting. And he plays these beautiful, rich chords. And he's over there playing these beautiful, rich chords. I mean, opening nine o'clock Saturday morning, supposed to have some fire to it. And Brother Luke Flood, you notice he wasn't on the platform today. We kicked him off. Brother Luke Flood had the song farther along. It's Christmas. And I'm in the front row where I'm at. Always, I'm smiling and I'm singing. I thought, get with it on the piano. You know, we're all, I told this, the bus workers this, we're all such evaluators. You know, that service would have been good this morning. Had they, da, 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 da. Yeah, we all have a, we're all professional commentators. It's sort of like that, that quarterback, what a jerk, why did he do that? You get out there and try it. 350 pound big old boys coming at you. You go try it. And I'm sitting there thinking, what are we doing singing this song at Christmas at a bus meeting to fire us up? It was the wrong song. Played the wrong way. And God sent on the other first row, there were three first rows and over here, Terry Langston. And Terry has one of the most beautiful harmony voices. She's a mean lady, but she, she does have a good voice. I'm just quoting her husband right now while I'm saying that. And I started listening and singing. And I heard her beautiful alto. And then I listened. Everybody was singing melody or some harmony. It was, it was so moving. It wasn't a Christmas song. It wasn't the right song. It wasn't played the right way. But it got a hold of me. I was walking in, parked down the street, and I was walking in. And I saw all the ambulance as they go every day to that rest home next to us. And I saw all that ambulance. Phyllis, I thought of you living there. Herman, I thought of you. I thought of Charles. And when they passed me on the road, they turned the red flashers on the siren. I watched it go down Clyde Avenue and then to De La Cruz and then to Montague Express when I heard the siren. I began to pray. I said, oh, dear God, there's a lady or a man in there. They're probably fearful right now. That siren's probably scared and they're on a, on a bed. And, that, and I began to, and I brought that into the meeting and I heard farther along, we'll know all about it. And I heard that harmony, farther along, we'll understand why. Cheer up my brother, live in the sunshine. We'll understand it all by and by. I don't mean to embarrass you, Brother Ben, but his mom, my age, they found her, passed away this week. Lied on the floor, heart attack. I don't understand that. Christmas, sweet lady, saved here in our church. I don't understand things like that.
I, I don't, I'm out of time. I, I brought this old song with me. I won't sing it. I'm not a good singer, but it's the song, My Heavenly Father Watches Over Me. I trust in God. He's watching you. And so we find that if you've had a difficult year, well, humility is what God's trying to show you. Walk humbly before God. Don't walk bitter before God. Stay humble. And hope. Hope God's going to help you. And the Heavenly Father. And I won't be able to speak this, but I will read you the verse, verse 26. Hush. God's trying to get you to hush. It is good that a man should both hope. Here it is. for the salvation, the deliverance of the Lord. You've been in bondage this year. You've been in hurt this year. Don't start working things out. God says, be still. Some of you are good, still people. I'm trying to learn to be still because God says, I want you to be still and know that I'm God. Stop working it out. I, I got to work this. I got to deal with this. No, no, no. Just be still. Please look here and I'll be done. You've listened so well. God, in my own personal Bible reading earlier this week, showed me this text. And he shows me a man that was a good man of God who had nothing but 41 years of disappointment. And there's no hope, Brother Bertram, as you, no hope. And then God says, I gave you this opportunity so you could walk humbly. Could we, as we approach 2019, let's, let's not be so proud, whether it's on this extreme or this extreme. Just, just walk humbly with your family, with your neighbors, with your work people. Just walk humbly. You don't have to go into HR. Just walk humbly. And then walk in hope. And walk with the heavenly father. I walk with the king. And then he said, just be hushed. Some of you are like me. I don't sleep very well. And I love it. It's fine. And I love to come downstairs. I love this time of the year. I'll turn on the Christmas tree lights or something. And I'll just sit. I won't turn music on. I'll just sit. Sometimes I'll read my Bible, sometimes I'll pray, sometimes I'll just sit there still before God. What I'm trying to do, the Eastern religion calls up yoga, which is very dangerous. God calls it to meditate and to be still, be quiet. So you've had a difficult year. There's four ingredients that help. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.